You are listening to Oblivion. It is January 24th, 2022. Let's start off. Uh, we <clears throat> ended last week with being puzzled over the COVID numbers. And, uh, I think Europe, in Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, it was through the roof uh, in Denmark, which was, uh, you know, puzzling thing was uh, they had pretty good policies. Um, I mean, currently, their number, well, their number by slightly number two in the world, uh, uh, Israel's number one at 663 or 100,000. They have a 67% fully vaccinated it's kind of surprising. I thought they did everybody, but apparently not. Uh, and uh, Denmark is just a little less, 657 um, uh, for 100,000, 81% fully vaccinated rate. So then I kind of looked, was looking up and see what's going on. And then there's the, the local uh, Denmark, Denmark's news in English, which um, might as well go to the source, uh, <clears throat> at least the local uh, explanation of the situation. It must be kind of similar to that uh, newspaper that uh, Americans read, which is a yeah, uh, Danish newspaper written in Danish. <laughs> the, uh, uh, let's see, the last day uh, saw another uh, record high number of new cases. Um, and let's see, there were 46,831 confirmed COVID cases on Friday, around 6,000 more than the total on Thursday, which was also a record. So uh, out of the number of tests, was one in six tests returned positive. Fewer people are in hospital with COVID-19 compared to Thursday, with that figure falling by 12 to 800. 13, the number includes people who have tested positive to COVID-19 but are in hospital for other reasons. The number of inpatients with COVID-19 is lower than the highest figure during the 2020-21 winter, which was 964 on January 4th last year. However, daily infections last winter did not exceed 5,000 in a day at any time and only exceeded 4,000 on a handful of occasions. Uh, so at least 10 times the number of uh, cases. Uh, but fewer deaths and hospitalizations. Yeah. On an SSI-led study on Thursday found that the risk of hospitalization is around 36% lower than the Omicron variant of COVID-19 compared with the Omicron variant of COVID-19 compared to the Delta variant. The agency said on Thursday, it also concludes that vaccination against COVID-19 can prevent three out of four hospital admissions, both Omicron and Delta-related. So, I'm, and then another report they were talking about, they were opening up right now. Uh, Denmark? uh, Yeah, Denmark. That a continuation of the current requirements to wear face masks in settings, including public transport and stores, would be reasonable given the risk to vulnerable groups of the controlled infection rate. Uh, Then, um, this was a few days ago, 
uh, Denmark lifted a number of coronavirus restrictions and allowed the reopening of certain venues and despite the spread of the Omicron variant in the country. Um, and I did it even further January 31st. And I guess basically what it comes down to is they, the Omicron variant is less likely to cause severe illness than the previous Delta variant. So um, they're pretty much just kind of letting it go. Um, uh, you know, so right. that, and, that's, and I, just, that's the story of Denmark. But I, I think that one reason um, is that uh, at 81 percent, I mean, Denmark has actually done a good job of getting its uh, citizens vaccinated. I think that when you just take into consideration unvaccinated people, well, one of the problems with the um, the uh, interpretation of Omicron is less uh, virulent than Delta is that uh, that difference seems to be offset if the person is unvaccinated. I mean, that the, in other words, Omicron still poses a serious threat to unvaccinated people. Right. But I mean, uh, as far as the numbers, I mean, the United States, it's for the people that are the most vulnerable to dying or whatever. It's way over it's up 90 percent uh so it's pretty high for that group um you know so um yeah i mean it's, it's just interesting that uh how it's basically the idea has changed and and i was reading just to kind of go in another international um um uh, different approach is Japan, and I was reading a, it was a guest essay, basically, in the opinion section of the New York Times, and it was uh, this person, Hitoshi Oshitani, Dr. Oshitani is a professor of virology at uh, Tohoku University uh, Graduate School of Medicine in Japan. He has helped advise the Japanese government on its COVID-19 response, and it's a very short thing that basically explains um, how they about it and their uh what japan did and basically early on they saw that um uh that they realized that it was a respiratory infection pretty much you know it was exclusively aerosols uh they figured that early on and then they came up with this thing the, the three c's uh <clears throat> which was uh I suggested a basic concept. People should avoid the three C's, which are closed spaces, crowded spaces, and close contact settings. Uh, the Japanese government shared this advice with the public in early March and became omnipresent. So that kind of became a general thing. Uh, but uh, later in the saying, he says, well, they've, um, they've never had any lockdowns, and it's actually illegal uh, to have lockdowns in Japan. So they're not going to be having any. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so, and their vaccination rate is over 70%, nothing incredibly high. Um, but, you know, I think what it comes down to is just basically they're following, uh, distance, uh, people for the most part, um, are just following, uh, distance and keeping out well, of crowds and, 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 that, and, and, and masks. An effort's being made not to get it and not to spread it, which is 
all you're really asking of, of Japan, the United States, or any other country. I mean, whatever arguments you want to make about what you can do and what you can't do and mm. what's politically allowed and what's culturally feasible, um, you're just looking for the population not to go out of its way to get it and spread it like Americans right. have. I mean, well, I, I think that the thing that needs to be countered with a certain contingent in the United States who um, are like to scold and um, and uh, I wouldn't say that's necessarily what you're doing, uh, but, uh, you know, insist that there be mandates on people getting the vaccine um, and uh, have uh, lockdowns. And, well, it's not necessarily the case that you have to have lockdowns or mandates to do what these other countries are doing. Um, well, but uh, it would also be inaccurate to say that doing those things um, hasn't been effective. Well, I, um, well, I mean, they, uh, it can be, if, I don't think that they are basically because uh, I mean, in the case of the mandates, you're going to try to eke out a few percent extra people by, uh, I don't know, threatening to fire them or whatever's going on uh, to mitigate the pandemic where the vaccines are really proven not to be <laughs> good at all at mitigating the, you know, it blows right through it, apparently. Um, you know, so this, this small percentage that you would gain from these mandates, I just don't think it's would have or will ever do any what you wanted to do, which is to end the pandemic. I don't even think it's possible at this point to end it. Um, uh, whatever you do, and I think this just mitigating harm is about the best we can hope for. Well, I think that uh, you you do want to uh, mitigate harm, but uh, just to go back to the vaccine, I, I think that at the beginning when trying to figure out how to explain the numbers in Europe, given that they had the high vaccinations, high vaccination rates, Denmark 81%, and many Europeans did do a, a lockdown around uh, Christmas. Uh, it, I think the most important thing to uh, extract from that is that uh, the vaccines are effective at preventing severe disease and hospitalization and death. Sure. And that message has been consistently made. And certainly people do need to get vaccinated. And uh, it shouldn't in any way be seen as scolding uh, to tell other people to do something uh, as, a, as a way of practicing public health. and taking into consideration not just themselves, but the well-being of other people, especially uh, well, the most vulnerable. Well, I, you know, it becomes scolding, basically. Um, I, I think it definitely is in the case of, of the powers that be, uh, the government um, agencies, especially the Biden administration. Um, it's all about scolding. It's not really about, you know, it's basically... We're blaming everything on the unvaccinated. Um, and, 
end of story. It's those dumb, stupid uh, Republicans or whoever that are deplorables that aren't getting the vaccination. That's the reason everything's bad. Uh, everybody else should shut up and go back to work. And um, well, now the and, shut up and go back to work thing, I totally agree with. I mean, that, yeah. that's been, well, but but that, that, that see, this is the problem: is that uh, yeah, I agree that people should get vaccinated, and you know, although most people have, and the most vulnerable people, you know, a very high percentage have. So, uh, you know, mission pretty much accomplished on that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I think that's great. But the thing is, it's not being, um, you know, it's it's not looked at as basically it gives the the smug elites and the people who support them uh, this this I'm better than thou. Or in the meantime, they're not wearing masks uh, themselves. They really are not taking it seriously. They pretend like they've been vaccinated, therefore that they're uh, immune. Uh, I mean, that is still the, even though the evidence is obvious that really you aren't immune at all, you know? Uh, well, I uh, think that what you're getting at there is both the hypocrisy and the ignorance of the people who are advocating getting yeah, vaccinated. Yeah, and so, That's and so. Different, uh, take on, I, I mean, I definitely think that the people who won't get vaccinated should be eviscerated publicly, whether it's Howard Stern or. Uh, is Howard Stern Joe Biden? Is, is Howard Stern a non? Uh, are you just saying that is Howard Stern no, anti uh, Howard Stern's been um, outspoken about ridiculing the the, uh, the uh, unvaccinated people. Like he uh, thinks, he says that if if he were in charge, that the unvaccinated wouldn't just wouldn't get any health care. Like if you're you're unvaccinated and you catch well, they don't have it already. So yeah, thank well, thanks. Right. Uh, yeah. Thanks, right. Howard, for your your your, your, your kind and like there's a there's not quite the the connection between the actual uh, behavior that you're documenting yeah. and the claim that that the yeah. that the unvaccinated are being um, uh, scolded uh, without good reason. I mean, I definitely think. Well, I th- I think it's it's not good reason if you're a big hypocrite and you're not really <laughs> you're right. you're scolding other people, but you don't like really believe any of the other stuff, which is basically well, what I see. Right. That yeah. One would want to point out that, that and that under that undermines the truth of the vaccination when it's like, uh, you know, it's all comes down to me, the person responsible person. Who has gotten vaccinated, and I can look down at everybody else. I mean, you said this a million times. You know this is the case, um, and it undermines the whole scientific basis when you when you have this attitude, right? It's not like that. Uh, we're 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 doing this for the betterment of society. I'm doing this to to show what a you know be a to a signal robot. my superiority. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's signaling. Yeah, exactly. It's like I I you know. I voted sticker on your forehead or whatever, you know. Uh, it's like I did. I'm right, sure. The you know the, the crabby, fuddy-duddy uh, neoliberal. Uh, yeah, I totally right. agree with you on 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 that yeah. angle. And, and it, the, the main thing is, is I here's where I would take your um, your argument. My application of it would be that the the scolding of the unvaccinated is basically being done as a way to, to cover up the completely 
uh, inept and useless. Exactly. Biden exactly. administration, like we'll yep. scapegoat people. We, we got to talk about Russia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this like, this amazing. You know, like, did you see that press testing, conference? Yeah, that's, that, that's the thing that should be brought out, right? The fact that we still don't yeah, have this testing, yeah. and that with the whole the whole thing with the N95 masks and. Did oh, you, you see any masks and you, you <laughs> yeah. one back? Like, well, sure, this is really going to do a great job. Like by now, we should have like a hundred trillion uh, N95 masks. Like it just shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. a problem. And it's like, yeah. what the hell have you been doing? And so that's where they're not taking care of business on on their end. Yeah. Um, like, for yeah. This, and and did you did you see any of the masks out there? And then um, people can. Uh, be idiots if, if they want to, and then you can uh, deride them for being idiots. Yeah. The, um, did you see any of that press conference he did a few days ago? Um, yeah, he did a real long one. He talked for. I don't. I, I just can't watch them. They just yeah, piss me yeah. off too much. Well, I mean, I well sure. And, and what pissed me off was, you know, is this this insistence that just everything. Per, you know, it's maybe not perfect, but it's not, you know. Um, it can't be perfect. Things aren't perfect, but beyond that, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's there, you know, we're trying to mess. Well, uh, the, uh, the hypocrisy is, is I think, a, a good uh, topic. Like, uh, here's um, the hypocrisy that I see among the Democrats and the neoliberals is that wanting to do nothing but talk about Donald Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and not realizing that what you're doing is you're letting all of these other people off the hook. They can get away with anything because they're not Donald Trump. And all you have to do to look smart, right, and you're snobby, I'm doing the right thing, I'm, I'm vaccinated, um, you're not, you're, you're bad, you're, you're dumb. Um, in, instead of um, uh, realizing that um, there are all of these really horrible things that are being perpetuated by the Biden administration. This is the case of Obama after uh, Bush, Christ, and uh, and and Cheney, right? That that what good does that really do you if you're going to say the when this bad person who I just personally despise has done something bad? That's something we all have to talk about. But these other people can do all of these bad things, and we won't talk about that. Like, we still can't talk about cannabis prohibition. We still can't talk about the fact that we, ha- we don't have universal health care. Uh, and we still can't talk about the uh, runaway military spending. And we can't juxtapose the complete failure of the Afghanistan war with this obvious distraction, right, this um, – this fetish for the Cold War, this Cold War fetish that we have to keep bringing back whenever the, the emptiness, right, and, and the, um, the obsolescence of, of America starts to really set in for the vapid um, American soul. Right. <clears throat> that we can go. Oh, we're going to stand up to Russia. We're protecting our allies. You know, in 1945, um, never ends. But this, this unwillingness to, to criticize uh, Biden and to call him out and to realize Biden is the president. We're now well into his first year. He's responsible for what's going on. 
the pandemic is still out of uh, control and also the the teacher uh bashing by these people who also claim to be liberals i would get that in there yeah uh, i saw a, i saw a pretty good uh, article um talking about briefly positive basically saying that the democratic strategy right now is to like blame the uh teachers unions and stuff for the, the mid progressive, the progressive and the progressives for the midterm loss that's um looming right? yeah yeah and um you know that's a large part of this is to say it's your you know it's your fault because you didn't you know all the parents got mad at you because you didn't open school back up and and harm their children because they had to stay home right but it's been the students who have come out recently holding strikes saying that they don't think that the schools are safe and i would well, i would go back yeah and very much so because if, i mean basically the scandal and of course it won't be reported and nothing will be done about it it's just all this so-called stimulus money uh basically isn't being used of course it was insufficient to start with uh but it's just not being used for the ventilation and the things to try to make these spaces uh less harmful or less likely to spread and uh yeah and the students can see that they see that nothing's happening and uh uh um, that it's just not being taken seriously like like i said it's um you know it's all this vaccination the rest of it you know cram everybody together all you want if you're vaccinated you're fine you're you know you don't have anything to worry about and there's no reason to, to be scolded or uh, uh about that uh, uh don't 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 question uh, authority in our uh non-authoritarian <laughs> democracy our, our just totally democratic uh nation yeah and um yeah you were talking about defense and it's it's, it's becoming our war uh budget and it's kind of crystallizing a little bit you know i was praising uh biden and that he hasn't been bombing especially in the the traditional middle east areas uh uh syria iraq uh, there's no one left to bomb <laughs> right but then no I'm, i mean they, um, it, that doesn't matter. I mean, they'll just blow up a, you know, a wedding party or something. Graveyard. You know, they, you know, yeah, yeah, right. Blow up, a, uh, blow up the graveyard with a bunch of mourners in it. You know, yeah. so uh, the crater and the craters, they can just bury the dead in the craters. Um, I'm sure there's quite a few sick fucks in the military that think that way. Yeah, this book makes great form here. Right, but, I mean, rather rather uh, than pick apart the, uh, this but, organization and say, oh, go go ahead. Well, I, I was just kind of continuing on the. Uh, even though that's occurring, I can for for sure that's kind of popped back up in the news because of the egregious strikes. Uh, Yemen is still going on, right? Remember, it was supposed to be over with basically, and it you know uh, when was that? In the spring. Uh, uh, Nobody really believed it, but that seemed to be kind of what they were saying. But no, it hasn't changed one bit. Of course, there was the they gave a big bunch of money to Saudi Arabia to uh, basically to continue the Yemen strike. I'm sure we're still giving them uh, 
support, you know, as far as surveillance, meaning that, you know, we say, oh, yeah, we, our surveillance drones there and, you know, you need to go there and here's where you bomb. And, you know, that's going on in Yemen nonstop. There was just like 70 people they killed. They, they blew up a prison. <laughs> Speaking of graveyard, you know, captive uh, place, you know, just uh, blow up a prison. Uh, yeah, a, re- a real threat to Saudi Arabia prisoners. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> maybe they were terrorists. What was the and, point of locking them up if they were still <laughs> going to be so dangerous after they were locked up? Yeah, I guess, I guess it's just there's no cage. That was, it's kind of like the, you remember the first uh, people they oh, captured. Oh, that way they're not a moving target. They either do do you remember in Afghanistan when they first captured those people and it was like, uh, Rumsfeld was describing uh, that they they had to hood them up. You know, there were these pictures they had. They were hooded up and they had chains all over them. They were like chained down to the floor, and and they they literally said that they could like if they didn't do this that they would uh, be able to like bite through their. <laughs> I don't know why it was just like it, it was like, right, like the <laughs> rabid animal. Yeah, yeah. That the, these these nine eleven doers. Uh, Man, evil, evil doers. Hypocrisy, like while you're snubbing your your nose at the at the unvaccinated, and that that is a good point to make that the derision of the unvaccinated should be focused on the forensics of science and not on the character mm. assassination. But these right. people still should be um, shunned and looked at as the threats to public health. Uh, that they are. But if you want to talk about hypocrisy, we've, we've got to talk about the blood orgy foreign policy that um, all of these uh, administrations, uh, both Democrat and Republican, always sign off on, and there's never any critical conversation about it. There is no anti-war movement in the United States. There is no vocal, consistent, outspoken objection to the insane military spending that we have in this country of um, don't spend, right? cut government spending, be, be conservative. Government's not the solution, right? But the military always is. So when are we ever going to, to talk about that? And you're certainly not going to hear any hard-hitting segments on national Pentagon radio (laughs) about it, nor are you going to see, as you would in a real democracy where there was actual journalism, is you would get journalists who would get their hands on these CDC guidelines for exactly what is supposed to be done in these schools, right, instead of these vague general you know, ventilation okay well, what does that mean open a window you know it, it, it's got to mean something like you put this kind of thing like in apollo 13 when they made the carbon dioxide filter out of all this extra equipment that wasn't intended to build that you you have something um you're building something you're putting it somewhere right but then you would have these journalists actually get into the buildings themselves to verify and confirm and to see that this has been done. Like, show me that this has been done. And then the other thing, and I said this last week, is through this whole thing about, oh, the students want to be in school, the students want to be in school, mental health, mental health. We're not hearing from the students. 
of course, right? We're not listening to them because they're too young and too precious to really know what's going on, right? They need to be told what, what to think and how to be guided through whatever opinions that they have. What's really going on here is that the parents want the children in school because the parents don't have the resources to really deal with their own children, right? But it would be too left-wing and extreme and radical, and you would be making yourself look like a whiner and someone who doesn't work hard if you were actually just to come out and say that. So since we don't have all these social programs, there isn't any way to take care of the, the children. Both parents have to work, or the single parent, as is often the case, uh, has to work doesn't really have the money to send the child to some kind of a daycare. We're going to cut the child tax credit. We're really not hearing anything about that, right? And um, that's another thing we could be eviscerating Joe Biden and the Democrats on is how come they can't get this done. It seems like they are just an internal version of the Republican Democrat divide within themselves. Like they, even they aren't. Uh, their own party or uh, or organization. Um, so the runaway military spending that's never objected to and the complete lack of actual real journalism to follow up on, you know, follow the money, was this money that was appropriated for ventilating schools and making them COVID safe? Was it actually spent on doing that? In Chicago, the claims have been no, that money was sent by Lori Lightfoot to the police to pay them for their overtime. What a surprise, right? That basically government in America has been reduced to the money is spent on policing and corrections. You beat people down. Other than that, you don't do anything for the people, whether it's improving school safety during a pandemic or giving parents a child tax credit. Okay. Listen to, listen to this. Um, I was, saw an article that was uh, talking about inflation and it was, well, um, inflation has is, is, um, definitely been caused partly by uh, the supply chain problems and uh, these sort of things. But we also have, have to consider the negative effects of the stimulus money. Uh, inflation. Uh, it was it's causing inflation. And is that what the press secretary said? It sounds like some the kind of thing she would say. Well, I think this is a general it's the general neolib thing of you know, it's the inflation thing's been called a capital strike, right? It's basically the you know, the they're pushing up the you know, inflation you know, basically to put the screws on everybody for people dare <laughs> you know, they're getting some help, you know, getting some uh, stimulus. And they, these right. uh, these capitalists hate that. I mean, they just don't. <laughs> How dare that you give money to these, you know, workers? I mean, it's make, they've forgotten how to work and they've. Uh, Their mentality. Yeah. What was the mentality? The, uh, oh, entitlement. <laughs> Entitlement mentality, right. That's what Manchin talks about. That's just a straight-up Republican talking point. Yeah, so... Um, 
yeah, it's disgusting. The other thing I was going to mention was that the obvious other other than Yemen, uh, there's this, um, which is a proxy war. Now there's this uh, another proxy war uh, in Ukraine, and uh, there was latest headline, maybe that was yesterday, it was, was uh, that Biden's considering sending military hardware and tanks you know, <clears throat> somewhere. But, uh, you know, they, they're constantly keeping this Ukraine-Russia uh, thing going. It's been like the latest you know, thing that they're talking about. Uh, We're still powerful. We're still powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what their plan is. I'm hoping it's all just theater, right? It's just kind of, that's the new thing is just to have every, all of it fake, you know. Uh, and uh, just keep extracting the money. Not don't even bomb anything. I mean that would be nice. Uh, I'm not not too confident. Yeah, but so I'm not too confident that's going to continue. And of course, there's even there might be un, even if that's their intention, uh, uh, not really to do anything, provoking something to happen where there's like more conflict in Ukraine. Now they they definitely want that to happen. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe that's the overall tactic is just to try to, um, which, I, you know, there's nothing new in that tactic. That's generally the, the quote successes of say the CIA or whatnot, uh, over the, uh, decades since World War II. I mean, to, to re- regime change operations, uh, dirty tricks, uh, uh, supporting um, so-called insurgents and freedom fighters. Uh, well, I believe one of the predictions I made headed into the Biden presidency is that he was going to uh, make his mark as Joe foreign policy Biden. Mm. And that when he was predictably going to neglect and and not move anything forward domestically, that he would fall back on the grandeur of his foreign policy experience, which is um, typical America, that the government's only real job is to have this massive military and to fight wars or to uh, appear to be ready to fight a pseudo war. Yeah. Uh, War for the sake of, 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 of appearance. But I think that that's definitely coming uh, to fruition with this obsession with uh, with with Russia, definitely. And I, I think if we're going to talk about a mansion, uh, we should also talk about a cinema. And that um, and this was an interesting story. And I wish I had written this person's uh, name down, but I do remember that she is a representative from Michigan, and. Um, she was basically defending Krista Cinema, who's been censured by the uh, Arizona Democratic Party, uh, right? Because she wouldn't uh, vote to uh, get rid of the, uh, to bypass the filibuster or to get rid of it, suspend it, to pass this voting rights bill, uh, which I definitely think should happen. I mean, it's completely obvious. How can you say you're a democracy? and you're arguing against a voting rights bill. Um, anyway, um, 
So Bernie Sanders, uh, and this reinforces a point I've been making for a while now, it, it seems to me that it's not that you know everybody in the Democratic Party is on board with Build Back Better, the child tax credit, and the voting rights bill, and it's only these two people, gosh darn it, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin that are holding things back. It seems to me that most Democrats are actually just fine with Manchin's and Sinema's positions. And it's the minority by far. It's a small minority. It's a group of outcasts and uh, misfits like Bernie Sanders. Which, and- which by the way, um, during this press conference, he, um of, of course, Biden makes a jab, you know, mentions Bernie. Bernie Sanders. He said, I'm not a socialist like Bernie Sanders. I'm a capitalist. Blah, blah, blah. Did he say that? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. Man, of course I, he said that. I <laughs> God. His good buddy, his good friend, his, <laughs> his good friend. Because <laughs> if I had heard about see, I hear about it on the podcast. He's a friend of mine. And I can just immediately rant, right? <laughs> but in, in real time, if I had heard it, I'd be like, God, I'm going to have to stew on this for X number of days before I can you know, talk about it. Finally, talk yeah. about a total hypocrite. <laughs> like, you're everything, Joe Biden, that you pretend to be against. And it's it's not these big general terms that, that paint people with a broad brush it's these specific policies are you for a voting rights bill do you think we should have a child tax credit do you think we should have this build back better plan i mean that's it it doesn't mean you can't extrapolate that you're for or against it and therefore well i'm against it because i'm a conservative okay so what's your position on military spending more spend more more for the defense contractors okay in the in the capitalist system like you're accountable right that's why the private sector is always the best thing to go with because they have actually have an incentive to get the job done right and so that's what's justifying the military spending right we're actually getting the job done like how did that afghanistan war go oh it was a total loss just catastrophic route a 20-year failure wow um that sounds like you know wasted spending oh no it's not that um Right. So anyway, to the earlier, uh, the point just before that. So it's really only Bernie Sanders that's coming out and saying, I agree with the Arizona Democratic Party in censoring Kristen Sinema. Right. So it's this person whose name I can't remember, but she's the representative again from from Michigan who supported Sinema and just said, well, I don't think we should be attacking each other just because of a disagreement so that all this is is just a disagreement right and if you disagree with anyone it means you're a radical extreme hot-headed disagreeable person whereas the foundation of a free open society is there would always be disagreement questioning critical thinking right that that was that was michigan lawmaker slotkin what's what's her name slotkin s-l-o-t-k-i-n is it yeah. a woman? Is yeah. Slotkin a woman? Yes. Do we have a first name? Uh, sorry. Alyssa, E-L-I-S-S-A. Alyssa Slotkin. Okay, so Alyssa Slotkin is saying, well, I mean, you shouldn't 
censor someone just because you you disagree with them. I mean, it's what is the disagreement over? Like, um, you like spicy food, or um, you think that um, uh, pancakes are are better than waffles, <laughs> or is it about uh, whether or not uh, people will be able to to get uh, money to help take care of their children or that they won't be denied the right to vote because in a place like Georgia, they know the election, if people actually get to go vote, may go against them. So their brilliant solution is, we'll just don't let the people who are going to vote against us vote. Here's a quote from her. You can question someone's policy choices. Don't question their motives because we're all in Congress, I hope to do the right thing, or we should, or we should be. Um, basically, it's saying, um, um, even though it's obvious to anybody that has any amount of integrity or honesty, uh, um, that cinema is like a total corporate tool who, uh, and is a phony progressive, you know, no. <laughs> Uh, a total sellout, basically. I mean, that's that's what's going on here. But you can't say that, right? Because right, corruption does not exist. That is part of any of it, right? It's just your deep values, you know. It's your policy choice. It's not that you're okay, a, cor- a craven, corrupt, lowlife. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. If I can disagree with the person, why can't I also question their motive? And again, that's authoritarianism. Authoritarianism. I mean, think about the. And and, how, and and, and listen, okay, yeah, listen to three, but stop there. Don't yeah. question the motive. Yeah, what would happen is Bernie Sanders, uh, like just started being like, um, you know, really causing some waves, right? It was like insisting that Medicare for all be voted on, and you know, really pushing things and start, you know, like he should be, and he's not, and he's pathetic because he's not. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously during this pandemic. Uh, you know, he should be making some ways and and, and he should be doing the mansion kind of thing. Uh, uh, This has been addressed before by people, but uh, he should be doing the similar thing the mansion's doing. But on the other side, be like, I'm not letting any of this defense thing go unless, unless you pass BBB or, you know, right. Uh, Why not? And what would happen if he did that? God damn it. They would, they would bury him. He would be censored up and down. End of time. This woman here, Slotkin, would be like, would be, you know, first in line to like denounce him, right? Um, right, right. Sure. So yeah, I don't, you know, I don't take any of this. Oh, you should question this because when it comes, when the rubber hits the road, uh, you know. They would totally crush somebody that tried to, you know. Well, one of the uh, miserable arguments about uh, uh, if it was all about just your your choice, and it wasn't that you were actually just an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, being being the front, you know, the uh, fall the, woman, the fall woman for the administrations and the powers that be, what they want done. Yeah. Right, but so the, but the thing is, I mean, the criticisms of, uh, of Bernie Sanders notwithstanding, it's still only Bernie Sanders who's the real opposition to the opposition 
to the Biden agenda, as it is officially claimed to be. But as you have well pointed out, um, one, it's hard to believe that this was really ever the actual agenda and that we're actually serious about doing this. Like, we'll put it out there, but we know what's going to happen and how people can take it apart and why it won't get anywhere. And then when that happens, well, that's democracy. We Nobody has absolute control. One of the sickening things about all this is one of the defenses of our um, absolutely worst in the world response to the coronavirus pandemic and just letting Americans get sick and die um, uh, without any uh, effort to uh, uh, mitigate it is that we're not an authoritarian society, right? We're not an authoritarian society and that you turn right around and you can't really question anything. Because here's the thing, if you can't question someone's motives, you can't even really disagree with them, can you? Because if their motives are good, how can they be wrong unless it's wrong to be good? So, yeah, but logically it just doesn't work. But don't do this. Okay, but I mean, well, why not? I mean, it's one thing to say, it, you, you, it's okay to disagree with someone, but you shouldn't kill them, right? Or you shouldn't like break their, their nose and knock their teeth out because that's one thing to say that, but you can't question their motives. Like, of course you can question the person's motives because you look at who they're funded by, they object to uh, the government being able to compete for and to lower prescription drug prices so that people can actually get them. <laughs> Otherwise, they're useless if they can't actually get to the people uh, who need them. You can say that the person's motive is to shut down the legislation because they're not representing the people. They represent the pharmaceutical companies, right? That's sham democracy. Your democracy is you there to represent the people. You're not there to represent the people. You're there to hand their ass to them and do anything that you can to make their life um, arduous and difficult and painful. Precarious, yeah. Precarious, yes. Perpetual uh, precarity. <laughs> yeah. Can that be the, uh, the, the title for the episode? Sure. Perpetual precarity. Precarity, right? Precarious precarity. Perpetual precarity. That's a good title. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. Constant destabilization. It's not about the game. I'm sorry. It's not about the money. It's about the game between people. You want the people to be hurting, stressed out, at each other's throats, just never getting a break, never having or getting anything that they really need. You know, they do not get to enjoy life. That is for us. That is for the elites. I'm the Obamacon. I'm going to throw my big hoopla birthday party out in uh, Martha's Vineyard in, in Massachusetts, and there's going to be smoke, uh, smoking blunts. But the people can't do this. They can't. We can't just federally legalize pot and let people smoke pot. We can't even do that. But we're not an authoritarian society. And it's just the unwillingness of 
you, you can't get people to have these conversations or to address or engage these points. If you, if you brought these things up to uh, a liberal person or a Democrat, right, almost all of them would say they just wouldn't want to hear it. Nah, you know, I can be drunk all the time. Who cares about pot, whatever. And then they would say, yeah, but Donald Trump. Yeah, but Donald Trump. Yeah, but Donald Trump. And they would get hung up on that and what he's going to do when he gets back in. And then we'll lose our non-existent democracy. Donald Trump, Donald Trump. All right. Um, what has he the been doing? The best thing about sham democracy, Dave, can't be overthrown. Yeah, I kind of like the sham uh, Russia uh, is going to invade Ukraine. Can't lose a war that's not real. Uh, it's win-win. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, Have you been able to see the numbers for uh, American deaths? We've got to be creeping up to 900,000. We're getting close, man. We're getting close. Hold on. Uh, let's see. The latest numbers are... Uh, we're 865, 687. Um, wait, wait, what was that last number? 865, 687. 865, 687. Uh, wow. Which is up about 13K from last week. It's about 20, 2,200 deaths 30, a day. 13, it's, up, it's up 39% in the last two weeks, so it's gone up um, and in less than three weeks i'm going to make this prediction right now in less than three weeks will be over nine hundred thousand. right in two weeks there'll be another twenty six thousand deaths and we're what thirty five thousand deaths away okay be two and a half three weeks three weeks um i um Uh, I've ordered you um, the four um, kits. All you have to do is put the address in. Your name and address. We'll see. I I put that in on the 20th, so we'll see how long it takes. Maybe by St. Patrick's Day, it'll be here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just in time for you to get out there and party. Right. I mean, so do you think once I get my uh, my test that I should uh, uh, get out there and uh, see if the thing time. works? Yes. Yeah, I mean, just get out there till you feel a little sick and see if the test works. It's the only way you're going to know. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, the numbers. Yeah, it, I mean, it's saying that it's gone down. It's going down very quickly. Uh, it's like 690,000 daily average from the peak from uh, about a week ago. It was 800,000. So we're down about 110,000 from the peak. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So hospitalizations, 
are up. The numbers are the, the, the it's the kind of steep decline that was predicted. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that um, I guess guess that's good. Uh, I mean, it's it must there has to be a certain element of immunity going on. Otherwise, how why would it stop? I mean, if there isn't some kind of immunity going on for people getting it, uh, why wouldn't it just keep blowing through? You know? um, yeah, I mean, that's, so, um, so maybe maybe that's a good sign. Yeah, I just don't know. Right. The, just, only, the only problem, though, is that the consistent pattern is, is that, you know, it goes up, it goes down, and then it goes back up again. Yeah, so, so um, this, and the, I, I can't I'm, say for sure. Go, go ahead. Well, I'm I'm just becoming less and less optimistic that uh, immunity it's really ever going to end. Yeah, herd immunity will ever occur. I mean, part uh, of it is that we're just not in sync. Like, when did everybody get vaccinated? When did everybody get vaccinated? When did everybody get infected? I mean, that's all over the place, right? It's not like everybody got either infected or vaccinated right about the same time. So, I mean, as soon as you get one person boosted, somebody else's protection is worn off. Um, I mean, I think part of the reason that the numbers go down so sharply is that when you have so many people getting sick, um, in those actual localities, uh, people do just kind of, Shunk her down. down a little. Yeah, hunker down more. Yeah, I don't it's, know it's what. a total joke to see these local schools um, not want to go to remote learning when, for example, in in Callaway County, Kentucky, and most of Kentucky, the uh, incident rate is nearly. 10 times higher than what it has to be to be in the highest level of transmission, right? And so it's just a total joke to say that you are an educational institution, that you are a good person, that you stand for your community, that you care about your students and all of that. While this is happening to say, no masks and no remote learning. We're just going to keep going to school. I mean, that is just so absolutely scummy. So the, they literally are like no masks, or are they just like it's optional? Is that what? Well, there's not a, a, a mandate. I mean, right. So there's either a mandate or there isn't. I mean, people have to wear the mask. I, I, I wonder. I wonder. Um, um, it'd be interesting to find out. Like actual teacher, talk to teachers, find out. Now, what to comply? How many uh, teachers are wearing masks? How many students are wearing masks? Voluntarily, right? But since we don't have any kind of real journalism, where you would actually right. be getting in there to see yeah. if this is actually happening. Okay, well, you say this is happening, and you say that you're doing all of this. I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to see for myself, right? And if you won't let me, I'm going to assume that you have something to hide, and that'll be the story. But instead, it's this. Um, consolidated power where in a place like Livingston County, the superintendent of the schools and the head of the Chamber of Commerce is the same person. <laughs> There's no conflict there. I mean, right. 
this I can't see a conflict of interest uh, there that you're not going to use the school system to promote whatever the Chamber of Commerce wants. Right? Along with the other uber powerful local institution, the church, as we saw all too shamelessly in Graves County after the Mayfield tornado. Go to church. <laughs> Go to church. Use those business skills. Stay off of that industrial strength cannabis so that you uh, won't uh, underperform in the essential uh, cognitive skills that you're going to need to have to succeed in the workplace. So you won't go schizophrenic and go postal on go right. go, go schoolhouse on. <laughs> so it came out that Kentucky is the second least active state in the nation. What do you mean? Active. The least physically active. Oh, like oh. doesn't get hmm. exercise. Hmm. Who's number one? Mississippi. Oh, hey! <laughs> Thank God for Mississippi. <laughs> right, and it's the things it's the things that I've uh, uh, pointed out in my criticisms of of Louisville in particular, but uh, the really the state in general is um, that you don't have abundant sidewalks, you don't have easy access uh, to trails and parks. Like a, a place like uh, Louisville has them, but there's no actual system where it's always easy to get to a park, no matter where you live. You don't have to drive, you don't have to go here, park, and then walk 20 minutes. Oh no, it feels like I'm in nature, All right? It's, it's, yeah, I've been gone for an hour, why don't we just you know go ahead and, and, and go back? Uh, but one thing that I notice um, in Louisville and in other uh, cities and towns in Kentucky is the um, magically disappearing sidewalk where you have a sidewalk and it goes along and then on the next block that's it no more sidewalk why and if you think about it like a sidewalk is completely useless if it just sort of appears and then stops like who's just gonna parachute down in the middle of this and then walk from one end to the other you know if it's not connected to everything else how do people even get to it in the first place? So it's just, it's some technocratic thing where, where it's, okay, this many people live within this radius of this many square miles, so a sidewalk needs to go from this avenue to here, and they put it there, and then that's it. There's no thinking like, well, walking is something that people do, and especially in a city, uh, walking is a really good way to get around. Why not let them do that? Definitely when it comes to bike trails, uh, Kentucky is garbage on on that. And you have a place that's generally rural, there's all this nature, but you don't have bike trails. I mean, if you want to bike somewhere, you have to basically get out on the road and hope that there's not going to be a lot of traffic and belligerent drivers. I know that about 10 years ago, there were some pretty bad problems with that with uh, belligerent confrontations between drivers and cyclists in Louisville. But anyway, to go back to the schizophrenic thing and the industrial strength cannabis, guess which state is the most active in all of America? 
Uh, let's see. Most active. Uh, well, I guess it would need to be one of the um, uh, California. No, I mean, well, I'm sure that it's high up there, but the, you know, who started it all was that uh, cannabis man, Colorado. Well, yeah, yeah, man. First of all, like Colorado is the healthiest state in the country, right? And it's the most physically active uh, state in the country. And everybody knows that being healthy and being physically active are, you know, go hand in hand, right? So how can it be that cannabis use is so bad for everyone's health if like the most notorious place in the whole country for cannabis is also the healthiest place? When does this ever get brought up? Another thing, if, if you if you have a psychotic break, you can't go rock climbing. You can't <laughs> you can't go hiking the incline, right? You don't go on long bicycle rides, right? You have to be you have to have it together mentally to be able to exercise, right? So you have to have the self discipline, all of these things to. You have to have it together, like, where am I? Oh, I started running, and then I didn't know what was happening, and then I thought I was floating out in space, and then all of the unicorns came, and they wanted to take me to where Flash Gordon came from, and no, that doesn't happen. Like, So it's just one lie after another, and then you have these backward – like, Mississippi is, is like, so anti-democratic that the voters voted in medical marijuana, and the Mississippi State Supreme Court just said no. <laughs> doesn't count. Just no. I mean, and, the, and then the governor, uh, Republican, right? Uh, small government. Uh, it should be decision between personal decision between you and your doctor. Personal decision, personal freedom, individual freedom, right? The governor, who's a who's a Republican, says that he doesn't want a medical marijuana program because it's just going to turn into a a recreational marijuana program. And again, so what? Is it a, it's a free country, right? It's a democracy. It's, it's non-authoritarian. Who decides if you smoke pot or not? You do. I don't know if you can be trusted. Well, all right, man. That's an hour. For David Vernon Miller, this is Dr. David Overby, and you've been listening to the Oblivion Podcast. We'll see you next week, man. <laughs>